Welcome, brave listeners, to another frightening tale. Please accept my humblest apologies for the tardiness of this week's episode. It did take some time to dig it up. If you should like more of these frightening tales, please visit me online at frighteningtales.com. Today's story is called White Noise, written by Mark Wilhelm. Andrea yawned and rubbed her eyes for what must have been the tenth time in minutes. She admitted to herself, it was time. She should sleep. She put down the recliner handle and stood up from her chair, gathering her things to go to bed. Stopping at the base of the stairs, she gave the small room a once-over and turned off the light. Ascending into the warm glow of an illuminated stairwell, She didn't spend much time brushing her teeth or messing with other toiletries, shutting off the lights on her way to retire for the night. She sat on the edge of her bed, consumed a few prescriptions that she had, things she was assured would help her depression and quiet her thoughts. She hit a button on a small round speaker that sat on her night table, throwing a soft, audible fuzz into the air. The sound was noticeable, but it was nothing in particular. They called it white noise. There were many options on her machine, white, pink, even brown noise, each sound registering in a different frequency. She found that the sound from the machine drowned out the ones in her head, and it helped her to sleep. She drew up the covers and settled back into the wall of pillows that she had there and let oblivion take her. The next day went normal, rising early as the sun crept into her room, getting up to meet Charlene at the Starbucks and head off to work with a grande of some seasonal twist. Her workday was fairly by the book, nothing out of the ordinary, just another day in the life that Andrea knew. As her day wound down, Andrea went to the kitchenette in the office to rinse her coffee mug out. Charlene, Duncan, and Jill were there, laughing about something that Duncan had said. Hey, Andrea, we're going to go get drinks at the Albion after work. Uh, Are you in? Andrea considered the riveting evening of another Netflix binge and folding laundry and decided to take the gamble on being social. Yeah, that sounds like fun, she replied. A few hours later, the four of them were sitting around a table, enjoying the conversation, and she was quite pleased with her choice to come out. This was just what her soul needed. The evening went on, moving to a restaurant for something to eat, and then a full-fledged dance club after. Her watch chimed uh, to remind her to take her nighttime meds before turning in, and she stared at the blurry watch face for a few moments till it registered. It was near midnight, and she had to work in the morning. Charlie... It's late. We need to work in tomorrow. We should go. She slurred in a drunken state to her friend. We do? She gasped through laughter at Andrea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know. I I know. Duncan. Andrea and I need tomorrow off. Charlene said, turning to Duncan. Duncan, however, was turned away 
and very heavily kissing Jill. No time for hanky-panky! Sleepy-worky, Donkey! Charlene said, tapping Duncan's arm. But Duncan was thoroughly distracted. Charlene then turned to Andrea. Duncan's broke. It's just you and me. You and me. Can we share a Uber? Why do they call them Ubers? Uber means big. Are the cars big? The cars aren't big. Maybe the drivers. <laughs> maybe the drivers is big. <laughs> Ooh, maybe, maybe Ubers like Hooters, but in cars. Andrea said, so while contemplating the brand choice of the name Uber and the possibilities of a hidden agenda with its drivers. Before long, the duo was standing outside on the street waiting for the confirmation message on their phone to confirm that a driver was indeed on the way. While they stood there, they swayed as drunks do and fought back giggles for things that were trivial and nonsensical. Why, only 15 minutes ago, Andrea completely lost herself to laughing at the word zipper when they got their coats. Excuse me said a young man moving around Charlene's impression of a ballerina. The two of them laughed and let the man pass. All the spinning of Charlene's dance recital, though, must have caught up to her in the number of cocktails that she'd consumed that night, because she pitched herself forward into a metal garbage can on the side of the street. Oh, Charlie. Andrea stumbled closer to pull back Charlene's hair from getting in her face. It was the code of a close girlfriend to make sure they didn't puke in their hair, and Andrea was on point despite being drunk. Swaying there in the dark, the gentle thumping of the music from inside the club behind them, and the quiet ambience of the city night around them, Andrea looked down the road, noticing the man that just passed and watched him walking away. She wondered where he was going. What was his life like? Did he have to battle a kind of mental fisticuffs like she did when she was alone? Was he that small right now? Or was he just really far away? It was then that she saw another figure dart out of a space in the buildings, and the two tussled. They were shouting for help. A glint of something in the streetlight and a quick movement that dropped the man that had walked down the street. The other figure crouched over him and then fled, growing smaller in the distance. She could see the man now rolling around on the ground slowly, almost make out his cries for help, and she could see him reaching out back down the street towards her. Then she jumped at the sound of a loud car horn. She turned to see the Uber there in front of her. Charlene stood up and turned to the car. Oh, thank God. She opened the door. Are you gonna get in? She said to Andrea, from the back seat wiping the side of her mouth. Andrea looked back up the road and could barely make out the dark shape that lay still in the shadows on the sidewalk, nearly two blocks away. Then she got into the car, confused and very tired, and she went home. The next day at work she nursed her headache while keeping up appearances. After several meetings later and a large report, she started to feel a little more human. What really helped her through the day was the fact that she kept telling herself 
It's Friday, and she'd have a quiet night in, binge some Netflix, and hang out with her cat, Julian. Charlene was in similar shape, and Duncan, he refused to show his face anywhere near Jill that day, embarrassed or something by the events of the night before. It was only a little bit longer, and Andrea had made it to her car and was on her drive home. The traffic on the way home was its usual thick pace, but nothing out of the ordinary for her. She parked the car and gathered her things to head inside. Julian was at the window beside the door, pawing frantically to get to her. With a click, she unlocked the door and stepped into her haven. The night was just what the doctor ordered. An evening of television, cat snores, and warm blankets. Before she knew it, Andrea had burned through an entire season, and she was exhausted. Her takeout containers were mostly empty. Julian licked some beef sauce off an upturned foil lid on the coffee table, and she rubbed her eyes and yawned. Delighted in the fact that it was Saturday tomorrow, and she could sleep in. With a click, the TV turned off and her routine started again. Taking the empty containers to the kitchen, topping up Julian's water dish, turning off the lights, checking the locks, setting the thermostat, and going upstairs. Finishing in the washroom, closing down all the lights upstairs, and settling into her room. She undressed and slipped into bed. The cool embrace of bamboo sheets felt like the best things ever. She took her meds, and she turned on her sleep machine. Laying back, she listened to the sound of the white noise and let her eyes grow heavy. The soft sound of nothing filled her room again. She could feel the initial pushback of her mind against the emptiness of the fuzzy sound that now filled her senses. And then, her day started to run through her mind. Little looks or sideways comments were now diligently scrutinized and judged. She shook her head and she rolled onto her back, recognizing what it was she was doing. Reaching, she turned the volume up and she forced herself to count out loud to five. One, two, three, four, five. Often this reset her head and it let her try and pass out, but some nights it would take her a few tries to quiet herself. Why? She heard whispered. Andrea's eyes opened and she raised her head from her pillow looking around the dark room. Everything was in its place, dark and peaceful. She let her head sink back into her pillow. Why? Whispered again. Her hand darted out of the blanket to her light switch. The room snapped into view. Her door was shut. Her window was shut. Her clothes laid out for tomorrow. Everything about her room was in order. And no one was in her room. She lay back in her bed, but left the light on for a moment. She reached for her phone. Maybe, maybe she left a TikTok video playing and she didn't know. But her phone was on Do Not Disturb and the apps in it were all closed. She turned off the light and she set her phone back down. And then as if someone was right in front of her face, she heard a whisper as clear as can be. Andrea screamed and fell out the other side of her bed, grabbing her phone from the side table and turning on the flashlight feature. Her room was empty and dark as it was before. 
She whipped the light around the room, making sure to shine it in every corner. She pulled herself over to the side table and turned on the lamp. She got to her feet and looked around the room, which was clearly empty and quiet, save for the soft fuzz of white noise. She had heard of running water phenomena and white noise voice illusions where people heard singing or music in white noise. But could it happen as clearly as she just heard this whisper? She'd been standing in her empty room for a few moments now and started to feel a little foolish. She picked up the blankets from her floor and remade her bed. She went into her ensuite bathroom, washed her face, and tried to restart her sleep for the night. She was wide awake, though. She turned off her sleep machine and listened in the room. It was silent. She picked up her tablet and turned on another Netflix program that she eventually passed out watching. Saturday morning arrived, and it was glorious. Andrea didn't stir from her sleep until nearly 10 a.m. She got up, crossed the room to her washroom, and set about her routines for the day. Her tablet played music while the warm water washed away her sleepy head. The day proceeded like any Saturday that time of year. She did laundry, she went to the market and restocked for the week. She was just putting the last of her food into her car when the incoming call alert on her mobile device came to life. She answered the prompt and heard her friend Amy's voice. Hey, Andrea, I was passing by Cafe Mozart and was able to get a table. Care to join me for a coffee? How did you manage that? Of course, I'm on my way, replied Andrea. Andrea closed the trunk and got into the car. Cafe Mozart was a small popular cafe downtown and it was incredibly difficult to get a seat. The owners didn't want to play favorites so it always became first come first serve and there was a line to get in. Once in you can sit down in elegant surroundings enjoying delicious specialty coffees and custom baked on-site desserts. But most of all Cafe Mozart was a chocolatier and their chocolates were incredible. Waiting at the light to turn into the parking lot near the cafe, Andrea's ringer went off. She picked it up, the audio going over the hands-free technology of the car. All she heard was white noise, loud, crackly white noise. And then she heard it like a whisper right in her ear. She could almost feel breath on her skin. It questioned her, its tone accusatory and angry, and yet with a hint of disappointment. She flinched and torqued the wheel, jumping the curb and nearly hitting a concrete planter before the car suddenly stopped. Her heart was racing. Why what? She thought to herself. She looked at her phone, but the last caller was just Amy. Had she imagined it? She jumped at a knock on the window. A passerby was checking if she was all right. She nodded that she was fine. She rolled the window down and said, Spider. And the passerby nodded that they understood. And then they quickly moved on at the prospect that it might still be in the vicinity. She backed her car onto the road again and then continued to the garage where she found a parking spot. It was out of the sun, so her food should be fine for a while, she concluded. If anything, she thought, should Amy become too much to sit with, it was nice to have an excuse to leave. Amy was nice and all, but you had to take her in doses. 
Truth of it was that Andrea really wanted just to get some treats to take home. When she saw Amy, she was taking a selfie with the Café Mozart logo prominently showing in the background. It really was rare to get in here. Andrea, glad you could make it. How are you? It's been so long. Mavis was telling me the other day that she hasn't seen you in Pilates lately. Oh, I hope everything is all right. Pilates isn't for everyone. It takes a level of strength and grace to really get the reward out of it. I suppose to someone like you it might feel like work. Good old Amy, thought Andrea. Yeah, I've been busy with work lately, and I just haven't had the time, Andrea replied. Well, you look very pale. We should plan a spa day. I know a great little place on the boulevard where we can get some color. Best tanning in the area, Amy preemed. Is there any place you don't know about? You're just too much, Andrea played along, pausing to give their order to a barista that stopped by the table. At least she was going to have some treats for later. It really was worth putting up with Amy's gushing. Well, not in this town, at least, she laughed back at Andrea. Actually, on that note, Amy, do you know much about white noise? What, those little machines? Oh, I can't live without mine. Stephen snores like a monster. I'd never sleep without one, Amy answered. Well, have you ever heard sounds in the noise? Like something's talking, Andrea continued. Oh, sometimes I hear tones, like, like instrumental music, but never voices. Karen's daughter always said she heard people calling her name when she was in the shower. She'd pop her head out the door and ask what they were hounding her for, but no, never heard voices. Are you hearing voices? Amy asked suspiciously. Oh, no, no, just... It's something I saw on a Netflix show. It, it made me wonder if it was a real thing or made up. <laughs> That's all. Later that night, Andrea was washing a pot that wouldn't fit in the dishwasher. The water was running in the sink to the right of where she was washing in a tower of soap bubbles that Julian was playfully pawing at from the counter. As the water poured from the faucet down the drain, Andrea could have sworn she heard a voice there in the depths of the small, dark hole. She leaned closer to listen harder, the steady stream of water swallowed by the drain. Why? Poured back out of the darkness. Andrea jumped back in a start as though something had just struck her. Her eyes darted around the room. Julian hissed and jumped off the counter, heading for the living room. Andrea slowly stepped forward towards the sink looking down into the empty drain. Ever so slowly, she reached forward and turned off the water. As soon as the last drop fell, a great spout of water blasted from the empty drain, hitting the ceiling and soaking Andrea, who screamed and fell back on the floor. Her heart was beating hard in her chest. Confused and soaked, she sat there just staring at the water dripping from the ceiling and the mess that she'd have to clean up. Well, honey, uh, there might have been a buildup of gas in the system. Have you let a lot of food bits go down the drain? Rotting food causes gas buildup. The city might have been flushing the system out, too, 
Her father chuckled on the phone. <laughs> I bet I bet it gave you quite a start when it did. <laughs> My friend Tyrone once had a slow gas release in his old apartment, and that night it sounded like an old cow dying in a field. He used to tell his kids it was a boogeyman that would get him if he didn't do well in school. <laughs> I didn't think I was putting a lot of stuff down the drain. Uh, I cleaned the trap after washing. It was... It was just really weird, Dad, Andrea said into her phone. Well, I should finish up. Thanks, Dad. Uh, I'll call the city in the morning and see if they've been doing work in the area. Uh, we'll talk later. Love to you and Mom, she said, ending the call. Drawing the last of the mess from the kitchen, Andrea brought the wet towels with her upstairs to go get changed. She dropped the laundry in the hall hamper and went to her room. She stopped dead in her tracks, though, at the door. Had I left my sleep machine on? She thought. The sound of white noise clearly coming from her room. She pushed the door all the way open and looked into the room. Everything seemed in order, but her sleep machine was clearly on. A steady stream of white noise pouring into the room. It felt very cold in here on her wet skin. She walked straight to her side table to turn off the machine when she heard a movement from the wall where her dresser was. To her shock, she saw her drawer was open and then it slammed shut and the next drawer opened and it slammed shut and the next drawer opened. So far, in fact, that it came out of the rungs and hit the floor, knocking out a pair of black slacks in a shirt. Andrea's knees went weak from the fright and she sat on her bed. Looking down at the drawer on the floor, the white noise became louder and louder now. Her door slammed shut and the window blinds rattled. Why? Whispered out of the white noise. Why what? Who is this? She cried in frustration and fear. Why? It hissed again, seeming to be coming from all around her. The air was incredibly cold now. Did you let me die? It said. That was when Andrea recognized the clothes on the floor that spilled from the drawer. It was what she was wearing out with Charlene the other night. When... When she saw the man murdered. But that was a dream, wasn't it? A foggy, faraway dream. The white noise now louder than the tiny machine could possibly be capable. Blood on your hands. It hissed. Anything that wasn't nailed down was rattling or vibrating with the anger in the room. I didn't kill you, she sobbed, sliding off the bed onto the floor. I, I didn't do it. Left me to die. It hissed again. A decorative box from her dresser sailed across the room, cracking her in the side of the face. She reached up to her wound. A small scratch, but it stung. More small objects started to move around the room. She ducked low, trying to avoid getting hit again. When she did, she saw the power bar beside her bed where her sleep machine was plugged in, and she started to crawl to it. Small bits of broken things rained down around the room as they shattered against the wall. Left me to die. It's hissing anger was taken out on Andrea. 
who pulled the plug from the wall, and everything grew silent again. It was dead quiet. Her ears were still ringing now from how loud the room had been, and she just sat there, sobbing beside her bed, wondering how any of this had been her fault, and feeling guilty for not having done more. The car door clicked shut, Julian's low growl letting Andrea know that he was not happy at all being in his carrier again. She started the engine and the radio came on playing a popular song of the time. Her hand shot out, clicking it off. I think just being with my own thoughts will be alright for now, she said to Julian, pulling out of her driveway. Mom and Dad are only an hour and a half from here. They've still got her old room set up. And she pulled away. She went down her road and then made a few turns before hitting the highway. And on the open road, in the drone of the engine, she could have swore she heard breathing, as though something were there with her in the car, hiding in the white noise. You've been listening to White Noise by Mark Wilhelm, presented by Master Storyteller. Oh, Mark Wilhelm. I hope you've enjoyed this frightening tale. If you should find yourself in possession of a frightening tale of your own that you would like to share here, please submit it through frighteningtales.com for a future episode. Only submit stories you own the rights to, yada yada yada. Do tune in again next time for another scary moment, if you're brave enough. <laughs>